0: the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola Mujerones, welcome back to the Mujeron
1: podcast. I have someone very special today because it is our first non-Latina invitation and I'm excited because although our community and our platform is very much focused to our Latina community, it's important to also be inclusive and today we have Peggy. She is a singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur based in London. So today we have someone all the way from London. That alone is exciting. She is going to help us today to talk a little bit more about procrastination, how we can defeat that, what kind of habits we can put into our life so that we can really get to work and get those goals going so please help me welcome heggy thank you so much for being here today thank you so much
2: for having me what a pleasure
1: yeah so tell me a little bit more about your story and about
2: yourself yeah, sure. So I'm originally from Norway, so true Scandi. <laughs> and I did live in Spain for a few years and I loved it. Me encanta. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so I'm a singer-songwriter as well. So very creative, passionate about music. And last year I launched a business called Feminifique, which is all about empowering and inspiring women to live their best lives and basically it's a fusion of personal development and spirituality and psychology so it goes really in depth and um yeah i i find that there's a lot of information out there to help and inspire women but a lot of it is very samey and some of it can be a bit surface level so i wanted to create something that was a bit more unique and tailored specifically to women with feminine energy and things like that in mind and it's what I use in my own personal life and what I've used for my own transformation so yes I'm very passionate about sharing it. Yes I
1: love that you also kind of do more than one thing right you're a singer songwriter you started this movement as well and uh, you're an entrepreneur so so many different hats when it comes to procrastination how have you been able to kind of manage all of the things because i think sometimes it's it gets a bit hard right and i know there's a lot of women listening to us who are mothers who are wives who have many other hats like us but i wanted to get your perspective on how you're able to juggle all of those things
2: yes and i, I agree i think that procrastination is something all of us have struggled with at some point, And sometimes we struggle with con- on a continuous basis. And for me being so busy, I've had to find ways to just be able to keep staying productive. And I think there are lots of different ways that we block ourselves and we end up procrastinating. And it could be a variety of different reasons. And I think the first thing is establishing why we procrastinate in the first place. I think a very common reason is overwhelm when there's so many things that has to be done you can get really overwhelmed and you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. And I think also another reason people procrastinate, especially women actually, is a lack of self-care. I think as women, we have this tendency to nurture. We want to take care of everyone. And we often put our own well-being the back of our priorities and when actually it should be at the front. So there's this idea of if I take some time out, I will not get as much done because I want to get this done rather than taking time out for me. Whereas actually it's the other way around. So we have to have this long-term approach of thinking, how can I be productive long-term, not short-term? Because we may be able to get a lot of things done short-term, but if we don't have that sustainable plan and have self-care as number one, we won't be able to be productive long-term. Um, and that's something that I've experienced myself. You know, I'm very ambitious. I'm very hardworking. So I've learned the hard way that if I put my self-care last, I end up burning out and I lose time in the long run. I end up kind of defeating myself. So I've had to um, force myself to mm-hmm. do self-care, even when I actually want to be working or do something else. Because, you know, when you love what you do, it's it's hard to take breaks. But I think it's really important to have that discipline. So that's, definitely number one. And I think another reason when it comes to, you know, procrastination, I think there can be a lot of other deeper lying issues why we procrastinate as well. And I think there are surface level issues. And then there are some more deep seated issues. Sometimes the surface level issues can just be things like, oh, I'm a bit lazy, or I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not disciplined enough, I don't have a strategic plan in place. And those are sort of easy fixes that you can quite you know, you can put together a a strategic plan that's sustainable and that incorporates, you know, self-care and all of that stuff. It just takes a bit of time to actually sit down and, and create that and be organized and actually plan out your week. Having that routine and those habits, I think is very important as well. So I do a weekly plan every single Sunday. I plan my week, I plan my days, you know, I think it's so important to have a realistic plan. Now with more deep-seated things i think sometimes we actually self-sabotage we have time we can do it but with some reason we don't end up doing things that we actually want to do and and this is where it's very useful to to either get a coach or to to do some work on yourself to analyze why is it that i'm not following through because i think when we say to ourselves i'm gonna do this and then we don't do it we are betraying ourselves we're not and then we lose trust with ourselves and it becomes this vicious cycle so a lot of the time we want to do something or create something because we want to create uh, something new in our lives you know whether it's a business or it's it's motherhood or whatever it might be it's different for everyone but it's something new we want to create and sometimes that scares us and we're not even aware of it we we we're very comfortable in some ways where we are right now and even though we're not consciously aware of it by us taking that action and then leading to the outcome that we want, it would also lead to a loss of something else. And sometimes that we're afraid of losing something that we have that would be then substituted for something new. And so subconsciously, therefore, we don't take the action because actually we're afraid of the outcome you know? And um, and that's very normal as well. And the, the powerful thing about that is that we're not aware of it, right? So when we're not aware of something, it ends up really ruling our actions and our, our decisions. So the first step is always to become aware. It's very useful to do some journaling around this, you know, what is it that I want to create? If I create this, what will I lose, right? Because sometimes that can, there's something we're going to lose as well. It may not be a big thing, but there's some comfort or some status quo that's going to disappear. And sometimes that can make us uncomfortable. Yeah, there's so many
1: things you touched on that I can completely identify with. And one of those things, and I think it's something that I've worked really hard at and I continue to work on is that fear, right? That fear of Mm. that transition, that change, either if it's fear of succeeding, right? And Mm. having to drop certain lifestyles because now, hey, you're busier, you have more to do, you have uh, this commitment, right? That was one of the biggest reasons why, for me, I procrastinated doing Mm -hmm. this podcast because I knew the type of commitment that I was going to take, Of me to having now have this platform where I had to show up every week. Mm. And that to me was a little scary. Also, now my transition into motherhood, that was really difficult at first because I always had this picture in my head of all the dreams and goals that I wanted to reach. And for some reason, when I thought about motherhood, it really scared me to now have to step into this role where I knew I was gonna just. Love it so much that maybe I was going to leave behind some goals. But it wasn't until I was able to meet women through this community and see them still be great mothers and be great entrepreneurs, great women of business, great just women in general that I really realized it's possible. You know what I mean? It's possible. When it comes to self-care, though, what would you say? would be like the first step we can take because I think we would be surprised how many times or if we asked ourselves how many times do we really allocate self-care and we'd be surprised how how often we don't so what would you suggest we do in order to at least start getting that self-care scheduled
2: yeah you know I think that um I'm very passionate as well about Doing self-care in a way that is in alignment with feminine energy, because I think another reason why women tend to burn out is we operate in this masculine energy uh, that society is built on, this linear energy that doesn't really work with Our innate energy. So it's things like the menstrual cycle, it's a very easy place to start. You know, I think a lot of women feel pressured to go, 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 even if it's their time of the month, whereas actually, from nature's perspective, I feel like that's a time where you are supposed to rest and, you know, get creative, get ideas, and go within. And there is value in that also. And I feel like in society, we've lost touch with the value of doing that, whereas actually that's equally important uh, so that you can then take actions later on in the month. So starting to be aware of your cycle, I think is very important for women because we are cyclical beings and we, when we don't have that linear progressive energy. We've got that cyclical energy. And I think we have to work with it rather than against it so that we can operate at our optimum levels Uh, and I would say the same thing goes with the seasons as well you know not having the same schedule in winter as you do in summer and for me this has been really transformative you know really living in harmony with nature and your cycle as a woman and the cycles of nature so in winter you know having more rest sleeping a bit longer and and in summer you can get up earlier and and be a bit more of a hustler I think it's really important to have that balance because you know according to Chinese medicine and things like that as well which I really believe in we store up energy in the winter so if you really push yourself too hard you're kind of depleting your energy levels and and it's also believed you know that when we are on our monthly cycle as women we lose prana we lose life force energy it's a time to really go within and honor ourselves As women, and really nurture ourselves. So, even if we start by at least honoring that and taking really good care of ourselves at that time of month and really listening to our bodies, listening to that cycle, uh, I think that's a really good place to start. That's not so overwhelming for people.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. Really focusing during that time and taking it slow and I think also identifying like what are the things that you enjoy when it comes Mm -hmm. to self-care right because I think that social media in general has really depicted this picture of you know getting in the hot tub and getting your nails done maybe doing some facials and self-care can really look different for everyone Mm -hmm. for example I hate getting my nails done Really, I love having my nails done but I hate the process right I don't know why, yes. but it seems like a chore to me having to go and wait and then you know the process. I'm gonna be the only weird one if anybody else please let us know um but it, it just feels like such a, sh- a chore for me and I think that mm-hmm. when maybe when I go out and have like a walk or things like that are more of, for me, Mm. self-care. It's uh, especially where I live now, like there's so much beautiful, like scenic views, you know, Mm. I have the lake right around. So like going and seeing the sunset or things like that really fuel me in the morning, seeing just like the sun reflect on the lake and things like that. So I think really identifying what fuels you and what makes you feel good share what are your self-care routines or maybe like your rituals
2: yeah I completely agree with that and I think um like you said it's different for everyone it's basically something that replenishes your energy at the end of the day whatever makes you feel replenished whether that's a bath or a walk in nature or meditation um for me I I love walking in nature as well that really always replenishes just me and uh, I do love a a good bath (laughs) as well Um, (laughs) good bubbly bath Um, but I think also really important I know people talk about this a lot but I do think it's very important to have a morning routine you know how you start the day Um, I really like visualizing as well you know Mm. taking time to visualize and and I think this idea that we have to always be busy and do something in order to be productive is, is not true. I think sometimes it's equally productive to sit down and meditate or sit down and, and visualize um, and really feel into that energy because everything is energy at the end of the day. So it's about maximizing that energy and uh, and like you say, finding things that really replenishes your energy. And I think that also, depends a bit on whether you're introverted or extroverted you know some for some people it can be going out actually can replenish their energy if they go out and meet their friends for me not so much because I'm introverted. so I would be much more you know I need my own space (laughs) but yeah I think just listening into what gives you energy when you think of self-care I think it's important to connect it to what makes you feel energetic afterwards Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the goal you know
1: absolutely and i am so glad that you mentioned how sometimes we have this idea that hustling and just doing the thing is what productivity means when feeling and visualizing meditating journaling all those things are also as productive do you have anything to say on that
2: i i I want to say a few more things about plans and that is that firstly like you say a plan is a process, you know, I'm always revising and, and changing my plans up because you find what works and you tweak it. So it's not like you have a plan and you have a system and you have stick with it for life. It evolves and changes as you realise what works and what doesn't work. And, and that can change throughout our lives and our phases. Sometimes we may have more time, sometimes we have less and we adjust accordingly. But I also think that when we plan Uh, Again, being a bit aware of, like you mentioned, like 10 10 things a day or five things a day. I think also it's important to maybe categorize things. You know, is this a really important thing that's going to take me a long time? If this is a really time consuming energy, uh, I think that takes a lot of energy. You probably don't want 10 of those, right? That's not going to be achievable. Whereas if you have five little things that you can do in 10 minutes, you could probably put those in and then maybe one or two bigger tasks. So I think being aware of as well, rather than just having a list of tasks, what kind of tasks are they? How time consuming are they? How much energy do they need? If it's a, you know, you could even color code if you want to do that and make it fun. You know, if it's like a red item, it's, it's like, okay, maybe one red item a day and five yellows, you know, uh, I think it's important to do that as well, because otherwise we just have a list of things and we haven't considered the energy it's going to take from us for us to do those things. And then, We end up defeating ourselves when we feel like we haven't ticked off everything on our list. And then we feel like we failed, right? We don't want to set ourselves up to feel like we failed. So we want to feel like we've succeeded, you know, at the end of the day.
1: Definitely. One of the things that I think helped me a lot too when it came to procrastinating certain um, tasks was delegation. Could you tell us a little bit more about what we can do and how we can use delegation to our advantage?
2: Yes, I think that, you know, for me, I'm obviously just a a new business as well. And I'm doing everything at the moment myself, but I'm actually planning on uh, getting a a VA to just help me a little bit social media. So that's just one thing that I know that I don't really have time to do. And I don't really want to be doing myself. Uh, I sort of learned the hard way that I just won't be doing that because I don't want to. (laughs) So yeah, so I think that Obviously, you know, being aware of, you know, if you, if you can afford to outsource anything and if not, but, um, I think that if you can, it's, it's probably a good idea to start small, like, like I'm doing, because like you say, it's hard to do everything. And some things we are not motivated to do because it doesn't really fill us with joy. And it it's just, Time-consuming and takes a lot of energy, and um, and sometimes there's a lot of value in in giving that away to someone else. So I would say start small, but maybe make a list. You know, uh, of again I love a love list <laughs> of what it is that you need to do, and what it is that you could outsource, and and what it is that you enjoy doing, what it is that you don't enjoy doing. Because the things that you don't enjoy doing, you know, you could probably spend that time on on other things. That's better for you long term so yeah obviously it depends where you are in your business but I think delegation is a big thing um one thing with delegation I guess is the loss of control right you know when you do everything you know that when you get it done you get it done good and it's really hard I that's one thing that I find really hard is trusting that to another person because I you know I know that everything I do is like quality and it's hard to then bring in someone else but it's just has to be done and you you find someone but i think yeah that loss of control can also be an issue with delegation of course yeah and i think
1: you mentioned a very key word in this and it's just that sometimes we just don't want to get those things done right sometimes we just don't want to do them and i think that with that we sometimes feel like is Am I wrong for feeling this way? Mm-hmm. You know, This is business, it should be hard. But I think that we need to really change the narrative there and, and allow ourselves to say like, hey, I'm not strong in this area. I know mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to do the best if I, if I take on this part of the business. Mm-hmm. So maybe looking out for help. Um, a lot of the things that I love to do as well is look at how you can do a trade with people Um, You have a platform, they have a platform and maybe trading like the things that you each do so that then maybe starting, you know, that would be a great way to do it. So that's some of the ways that I've done it before. And um, I've worked with BAs before as well. And they've been amazing. And we recently hired on two interns for Mujeron. So now that we have a bigger platform and like that, that also helped us. But I think that was such a game changer for me. So I wanted to make sure that we touched a little bit on that mm. as well. Anything else that you want to tell women or give them an advice when it comes to overwhelm, procrastination and all of that?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, women have a tendency to be very hard on ourselves, mm. you know, and we expect a lot from ourselves. We are the caretakers, we nurturers. And um, sometimes we, we don't give ourselves the credit and we're hard on ourselves when we don't deliver and i think we need to be kinder to ourselves we need to you know praise ourselves more you know even if we haven't done everything on our list it's okay you know there's a new day tomorrow and uh i think I think just beating ourselves up a lot less I think is very important and realizing you know you are at the right stage where you're meant to be right now and not everything has to be done right now and I think also that's a lot where overwhelm comes from this feeling of everything needs to get done now you know and um and sometimes the impatience as well impatience which I believe stems from fear a lot of the time you know we we set certain deadlines for ourselves that sometimes don't serve us. And we believe, oh, we have to get to a certain point within a certain timeframe, whereas everything is really fluid and it's all just a continuous journey. And I also really believe that, you know, as long as we keep moving forward, we're on the right track and that it's more about who we're becoming than what we do because what we do is a result of who we're becoming anyway. So I think it's really important to remember that and to have that big picture, to remember that, you know, this is about me becoming and everything that I do is a result of that. And as long as I keep, you know, moving forward, then I'm doing good. Wow, that is amazing. Yes.
1: I want to clap here because (laughs) that's definitely something I've been going through and realizing how you don't have to do everything right now. A lot of times we compare ourselves with other entrepreneurs or other platforms Mm -hmm. and it's just realizing that, hey, like you said, you know, taking that time. Of uh, really focusing on where we should, what we should be working rather than like, where should we be at this point was also something that really helped me just stop and, and realize what it actually is that one, I wanted to do and two, my community actually needed of mm-hmm. me, right? And how I could really contribute to their growth as well. Thank you so much, Heggy, for saying that. Where can we find you, find more about you
2: yeah, of course. Um, so my Instagram is at FemniFique and the Instagram is, well, the Instagram is at FemniFique, the website is Uh, And with my music, which will be coming out later this year, it's uh, Heggie Music at Hegi Music and dot Music.com. So uh, that's where you can find me. And thank you so much for having me. I'll see you then. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> Thank you so much. And we'll, we'll definitely put all
1: your information on the show notes so our mujeres can go ahead and look you up, support you, and we'll be cheering you on. Thank you so much for all of this knowledge, all of these really, really good advice. I really appreciate you and I hope this is like the first collaboration of many.
2: I hope so. Thank you so much for having me and well done for everything you're doing as well. I love the Mujeron movement. Thank you. Thank you so much. Gracias, amigas, for tuning in. This is another
1: episode of the Mujeron podcast with Hegi. We will see you guys next week.
0: Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the mujeron of your dreams.